1: Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson.
2: All the women of the church next door and many, many in the community, we gathered together for a women's event two years ago, and it was called Spring Up. We were outside on the 34 acres, and we talked about having a posture to be mature in Christ, that we needed to have a posture that would produce God's presence in our life and that we would have to persevere until heaven and until the return of Christ. And I I just want to encourage you in that today. You know, a posture for your entire life would really be one of humility, kind of an attitude of desperation saying, God, you're the one with the power. I'm not the one with the power and just kind of walking out our life under his covering under his authority that's what we want to talk about today i hope you will enjoy this lesson it uh it was given at the church next door outside on the 34 acres called spring up
1: wow girls what a day (laughs) let's keep going let's not give up let's keep going you know, I love reading my gospels, but every time I get to the part of the cross, I say, Lord, do I have to read it again? It's too hard. I just, it's so hard to read the part of the cross because it's so traumatic and what happened on the cross. But you know, last night we were talking about that. We were talking about Jesus was in the garden And Jesus was in the garden praying on the night he was arrested. And he was praying to the Father. And this is in John 18. And here he is praying. And Peter is with him. he had his besties right there in the garden with him. And he goes to the gate of the garden. And the guards are coming. They're coming with clubs and swords and spears. And they say, where is the Christ? And he comes to that gate, and he says, I am he. And when he spoke those words, his enemies fell to the ground. And we talked about that last night. We said that we're going to leave every enemy that we face, seen and unseen, on this ground. And that he has the power, he has the authority to trample on our enemies. And so there they were. They're at the gate. And can you imagine Judas, one of his 12, one of his best ones, is betraying him in that moment. The pain of that. And there they are. And I love Peter. I just love Peter, the passion of Peter. He pulls out his sword in that moment and he lops off the ear of one of the soldiers. And I actually love that moment in the Bible because Peter is protecting Jesus. Peter is so, you know, guarding his Savior. And I love that. And I think about the passion that was in Peter when he drew that sword. You know, I will protect you. And he was so bold in that moment. And some of us need that kind of boldness. We need that kind of courage that I will protect and love the name of Jesus and the person of Jesus. And so, but what did Jesus do? He bends down and he picks up the ear and he heals the soldier's ear. And I love that because I want you to know that is Jesus and he is here and he's going to heal someone today. Even in his darkest moment, he was healing. That's who he is. That's his nature. And so here they are, and they they whisk Jesus away. And Peter, and his, you know, he was so brave, and he was so bold, and he was fighting for Jesus. And Jesus then had to go to the cross. And on his way to the cross, Peter is denying him, denying him, denying him. And, you know, they even said that one of the ones that Peter denied with was one of the family members of the soldier who'd had his ear cut off and said, hey, aren't you, aren't you a disciple of Jesus? And Peter was like, no. He, and so he went from bold and brave to embarrassed and hiding, and Jesus had to face the cross without one of his three best friends there. Peter missed it. In that dark, dark time of Jesus' of cross days. Peter missed it because he denied him. And you know, I see myself in Peter. I see us in Peter. We've been bold. We've been we've been voracious for Christ. We've seen him do amazing things. And then we deny him. <laughs> or we go and hide, or we get embarrassed, or we shrink back, and we don't want people to know that we're still bold for Christ. But what did Jesus do? He restored Peter. He restored him. And so wherever you're at in that journey, if you're bold, or if you're chopping off ears, or if you're denying, or if you are coming back and being restored, that's what Jesus wants to do. He loved him so much that he was one of the best friends. And so there's three things that I want to, us to stick with today. And that is to be mature in Christ. See, Peter went through all this, but he ended well. He finished well. He finished mature in Christ. And that is our end goal. So to be mature in Christ. There's three things I want to cover today. We have to choose a posture. This is our choice. We choose a posture that produces God's presence that will last for a lifetime when we persevere. So I want you to say these three words with me. Posture, presence, persevere. Say it again. We're going to have a posture receive his presence and we're going to persevere to the end to till the day we die and go to heaven or until jesus returns we will persevere and we have to be mature so even though peter went through all of that he ended up mature and he persevered so those are the things i want to look at you so the first thing the posture that is a choice that we make an act of desperation your posture is humility. Your posture is an attitude. And it is a, it is a choice that we make. And I want to I show you Jairus. Turn to Luke 8, 40 to 42. It says, Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. You know what I love about this that we just had? The crowd were there and they were expecting him. There is an atmosphere of expectation today and there is no one who will be left alone. God will touch every heart here because we are expecting him. So this was the atmosphere. They are there and they're expecting him and Jesus gets a message from Jairus. It says a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came And he fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house. Say, posture. What was his posture? He came and he fell at Jesus' feet in desperation. Because his only daughter, a girl of 12, was dying. It goes on to say, hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus in verse 50, Don't be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. That is what Jesus does. You know he he went from Jairus to a woman 12 years who had been ill and he healed her. And so then the friends of Jairus came and said, "Well, just forget it. The the girl's already dead because you've been you've been healing this other one and while you were waiting, the girl is is dying." And and Jesus said, "I'll be right there." <laughs> and he and his besties Peter, James, and John, they went to Jairus's house. And you know what Jesus did? He said, everyone out except my three guys. They can come. And the mom and dad. And he prayed. And the daughter was healed. So Peter was maturing. He got to be a part of this. And Jairus had the posture. And it led to... The presence. When we have the posture of Jairus, it will lead us to the presence of Jesus. It will lead us to the presence of God. It will lead us to the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to need that if we're going to persevere. So when you start with the posture, it will take you to his presence. Where you are never alone. And where you will witness many miracles in his presence. And in that presence, you will gain friendships. Jesus gave us a pattern. He gave us a pattern of three. Actually, John was his one. And then he had three, Peter, James, and John. And then he had 12. And then he had 72. But I pray that this weekend, as you're here and you're working and you're thinking, that God would show you who are your, who is your 1, who is your 3, and who is your 12, because Jesus gave us that pattern. And that, those are the ones that you are going to experience his presence with. They did, they did ministry together. They ate it. They reclined at the table together. They gathered and sang together. They gathered and praised together. The the three, the twelve. So ask the Lord this weekend, who are mine? Who are mine? And if you don't have them, He will provide. He will provide. I pray for that for you this weekend. So I had, I have a prayer group here at the church. And it is maybe 8 or 12. They probably don't even know it, but those are my best ones. The ones that pray with you are your best ones. And about three years ago, I said to a girl that she organizes citywide prayer. I I met her over here at Panera Bread, and I said, I need more prayer. Do you have any prayer groups? I I need more time in prayer and, and with people. And so she put... Put me with a group. We're a ragtag muffin group. <laughs> and we're from around the city, and there's about eight or 12. And we pray together. We pray together.